Welcome to Consulting Mastery, where we help B2B consultants master the business of consulting. I'm Carrie. And I'm Ahmed. Join us as we explore the art of delivering outstanding client value, earning a higher income, and thriving in today's marketplace. Hey folks, Ahmed Manowar here, uh, founder and CEO of Boutique Growth, um, joined by Anna Lasky, a renowned market research consultant and also the head coach of our consulting launchpad program. The consulting launchpad being the proven path to starting your own independent consulting business in record time. Anna, thanks for joining me. Happy to be here, Ahmed. Thanks for having me. We wanted to come together, me and Anna, and just talk through some of the most common questions that we get from folks that want to start a consulting business. Now, if you're watching this, you're probably either already in consulting, but just getting started, getting your first few steps underway, or you are thinking about starting a consulting business, or maybe you're working a job, corporate or an employee somewhere, and you want to start a consulting business. And we've talked to and helped people in all of those scenarios build and launch successful consulting businesses. Wanted to go through some of the more common questions that we get from people so that you have some context heading into your consultation with our team. So first question on, I think that's worth exploring is why should somebody become a consultant to begin with? Yeah. I mean, there are many reasons, but the, the one we hear the most and the one that we've seen be a good reason is people who want to have a little bit more freedom, a little bit more um, ability to control both their career and their home life and to be able to step out of relying on, you know, a company that may change their mind about whether your role is needed or something like that. Um, people who are looking for freedom to create their own path um, and leverage the expertise that they've built over many years in a way that generates actually more income than they would otherwise get, you know, working and playing it safe in, in a corporate setting. Yeah, that's a lot of what I hear too is, you know, I think folks feel like why, you know, beholden myself to a single organization and do this one thing when I know that there's, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of organizations out there that need help in this area that I could help via a consulting business, therefore have more impact, certainly make more money and not be reliant on any one single organization to, to create an income for me. Yeah. For sure. And another reason that, that folks might want to be doing consulting is that they have this vision for impact that they want to make in the world. And that impact is um, best made or made best in companion with some form of transformational consulting that they're bringing into organizations. So, you know, we've worked with a lot of folks over the years who, you know, had some set of, you know, interesting experiences, they've created, you know, they've been a paid speaker, or they're starting to look at speaking or, or writing a book or something like that. And they want to make this, this amazing impact, but um, they're not really seeing the revenue from that because it can be really tricky, especially when starting out to generate a lot of revenue from, you know, speaking or, or something like that. And consulting is a great companion to those activities to really make that impact at, at organizations. So we definitely see that all the time too. 
What about flexibility? Do you see that being a driver for people? Huge driver. I mean, I can speak for myself on that one. That was the whole reason. I was like, I'm sick of going into Google every day. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sick of them telling me I need to be there by 8.30 a.m. I want to I wanna do something else, right? And it's it's flexibility of time, but it's also flexibility of you get to choose who you work with. You're not just assigned by your boss. Oh, go work with Steve. Well, I don't like Steve, right? Um, you get to actually work with people that you like. You get to choose where you focus and you get the flexibility also to change over time. So one of the things I didn't expect with consulting, um, but has proven true is I've actually had more professional development and I have achieved more professional expertise and milestones just through the flexibility of navigating, you know, consulting opportunities than I would have, you know, if I had stayed in kind of, you know, the same professional track that I was on. I would say if you're considering going down this path, becoming a consultant, here's a question to ask yourself. Would you be interested in making twice as much money as you're making right now? Working, you know, potentially the same amount or fewer hours and like fundamentally enjoying the work more and deriving more satisfaction from the work. The answer is, yeah, that would be interesting to me. You probably should go down this path. It's worth uh, taking a good hard look at what it's going to require of you to become a consultant. And to that end, Anna, what, what, how, do I, how do I answer that question? Like, okay, it sounds amazing. Yeah, more money, less work, more interesting work, et cetera. It sounds amazing, but how do I know if it's right for me? Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and I'm just thinking to myself, the way you just laid that out, it, it's like a no-brainer, right? But some people still don't want to do it, right? So why is that? Why is that? There's fear and there's doubt, whether you're conscious of the fear and doubt or not. It's there. And so we've seen this so much over the years. Um, I think it's all about how can you gain certainty? To answer the question Ahmed just posed, how can you gain certainty in yourself, overcome the fear by producing certainty in how you're going to get started? And that's why it's important for us to talk about those obstacles, right? Because I just... I, I think that sometimes people think we're joking when we're like, you can make double the money you're making and have a better life. We're not joking. So if it's a, if it's not a, yes, I want that there's fear and uncertainty and there's obstacles that are in your way that are preventing you from saying yes, or seeing that opportunity to leverage your expertise. So, um, you know, in terms of what those obstacles are, I think, you know, let's, let's dive into that. Well, I think some, someone might, yeah, it's kind of, you're right, no brainer. Sure, I want more money for less work and I want to enjoy it. But I think some folks might be thinking, I can see how that's possible for other people. But is that really possible for me, you know, in my circumstances where I am right now? Right. How would you address that? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, there are seasons for this, for sure. Um, and there are risks to being a consultant and you have to be aware of whether where you are right now is in a place where you can overcome those risks um, or that you're ready to kind of get the, the resources around you and the learning that you need to get in order to overcome those risks, right? So um, a lot of the risks are, who, what am I going to sell? Who am I going to sell to, right? Right. Um, how do I get my name out there? How do people find me? 
how do I actually sell, like sell, sell, <laughs> how do I close a deal? Right. And, and we can continue to rattle them off, but it's important to make a plan for yourself for how you are going to overcome all of those risks, all of those obstacles that are currently in your way. How do I know if I have enough experience to be able to warrant a consulting offer? Yeah. So the best people to be consultants are people who already are doing a form of consulting inside of the company and the role that they're in, in corporate, or they've done that in the past, right? doesn't mean your title at your job is senior internal consultant, right? But if you're working in a role where you are relied on for your expertise, whether that's technical expertise, people expertise, organizational expertise, and uh, people come to you in your role and say, hey, can you, can you help me figure this out? Can you help me map this out? You know, we're really stuck. We're really stuck as a team around this or the organization is stuck around that. And you're the person that seems to be able to help get everybody moving and help. You know, you may not solve the full problem yourself, but you at least know how to start shaping it and, and bringing in the right conversations and bringing in the right people and really picking into it. That's being consultative. And so that's the best person to be an independent consultant is the person who's doing that either as a leader of a team or an individual contributor in their role. I find sometimes there's this belief that like, oh, I've got to have, you know, a couple of decades and have a C beside my title before I can have the credibility to become a consultant. Yeah. I mean, I'm the proof that that's not true because so I. Um, I, <laughs> I started, I started my consulting firm at age 25 to five. Um, and you know, I had, you know, within my first couple of years of consulting, I was making well over, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year. And this is before I learned really anything. <laughs> this is before I became a client of boutique growth. And I learned everything that helped me triple that, um, or even more than that now. So, you know, you don't have to be a certain age. You don't have to have a certain number of professional, you know, experiences. However, you do need to have that consultative expertise and, and or subject matter expertise that's going to make you very valuable to organizations. Again, whether you, if you've ever had, a, you know, if you've never had a problem getting a job, like at age 25, I had never had a problem getting a job, right? Because I would show up to an interview and I'd say, this is what I can do. And they'd say, oh, great. You know, we'd love to work with you. That's the type of person that makes a great consultant, right? Because they have expertise and they know how to explain their expertise. Um, and you don't have to be a certain age. There's a couple of really common scenarios, I think, among people that are watching this video. And I want to spend a, few, a minute or two on each scenario with you. Okay. Scenario one, and if, and if scenario one isn't you, just give me a minute or two. We'll get to you. Okay. <laughs> scenario one is, well, I have a job. Yeah. You know, I'm not dissatisfied. I, I like the idea of becoming a consultant. Um, but, you know, I don't know when to do it. When's the right time? Should I wait until I get laid off or get fired? Or, you know, like, right. can I do it alongside my, my, my current role? Like, how do you how do you advise around that? Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm kind of laughing because it's like, oh, should I should I wait to have a plan for making money until after I stop making money? Right. Like, no, you shouldn't wait till you leave your job and, and or get fired or laid off or something in order to start doing consulting. Um, you don't need to be, you know, a free agent and, and out there with no no check coming in in order to start consulting. My advice would be start consulting as much as you're able to now while you're in your role so that you 
aren't really worried about the money side of it at this stage. And you're able to be very diligent in building an intentional business and being really clear on who you're going to work with and what it is you're going to offer. And you have that um, space to actually like breathe, right? Like you're actually able to um, build the company of your dreams. The other good thing about um, starting consulting while you're still employed is you get to leverage, you know, a lot of the connections and things that you have through, you know, your current employer and the coworkers that you have and the network that you have in order to test and validate, you know, your consulting services and things like that. And I'll just nip this one in the bud because the next question is, well, but what, what if everyone finds out and I get fired? So we have this all the time. Well, what if my employer finds out, you know, what if, what if they find out that they've hired like the smartest rock star in the world? That's like the best, the best at their job in the organization and is so good that they're helping other organizations. I don't think it reflects poorly on people like they think it would. One, two, if you're worried about your employment agreement or what that means, and again, I'm not advising people to work with a direct competitor with their of their you know company or something like that, right? Go. It, it is like so cheap. It's like a couple hundred bucks to talk to an employment lawyer about your exact employment contract and get real advice that would help you understand whether this is something you can or can't or should or shouldn't do legally, and that's a lot cheaper than hundreds of thousands of dollars in money that you didn't make because you were worried about what people might think about you. Right. So I think there's also a bunch of preconceived notions around what people think they have to do to get clients. And we're going to talk about this in a minute, but you know, you're probably thinking right now, well, I got to go, you know, do all this stuff on LinkedIn, create all this content and like tell people I'm a consultant and actually to win your first few deals and get into business. You don't have to do any of that. Um, right. And, you know, we show clients how to do this right, even if you're working alongside a full-time job in the consulting launchpad. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. The second scenario I want you to speak to, Anna, is, okay, well, I am unemployed right now. And maybe I've kind of started a little bit in the consulting business, like we've taken the first couple of steps, but I'm also looking for jobs. <laughs> how do I think about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, pursuing both things in in parallel, but the challenge is that you've got to find a way to prioritize your time and energy towards the scenario that has the higher probability of not just working out, but like working out for you and your goals and your vision for your life and what it is that you would like to experience as a person, right? So for folks that are already a little bit discontent with the lack of freedom in corporate, the lack of flexibility, you know, the lack of impact relatively. Um, pursuing a job when you're look, you know, in that in the scenario, is really just like betraying yourself, right? You're saying, well, I, what I really want doesn't matter, but I got to go with the safe option, right? So I would invite you if you're in that scenario to really consider how could I prioritize pursuing consulting. And pursuing it in a way that is very deliberate, very fast paced, and gets me to some clarity as soon as possible, like within the next two to three weeks on what could I be selling or even maybe even a deal conversation, right, in consulting. Because again, it doesn't have to be so complicated. It doesn't have to be something that takes 40 hours of your week and you can't apply to a single job while you're doing it, right? Um, I think it's important that you consider how you could test 
consulting as fast as possible and make sure you're going towards what your dreams actually are. So let me paint you a picture as to what um, most people seem to think their first steps should be when they want to build a consulting business. And I want you to tell me if I'm right or wrong. And if I'm wrong, then educate me, please. I'm getting out my checklist because I've heard it all before. Go ahead. Most people say, well, I got to build a website because what serious consultant doesn't have a website, right? Or I got to rewrite my LinkedIn profile Mm -hmm. um, to highlight my consulting offerings. And then I got to go create a bunch of content on LinkedIn because who's going to take me seriously if I don't have all kinds of content about my consulting service on LinkedIn? Yep. And then I got to go print some business cards and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Some, some version of that. Cards. <laughs> and don't forget, don't forget, I've got to figure out what accounting software I need to use. And I've got to figure out, you know, how I'm going to file taxes. And I've got to figure out 400 different things before I've collected yeah. a single, single dollar. But the, the, the big ones that I find that people get stuck on is like, well, I, Who's going to hire me if I don't have the polished website and the LinkedIn profile that clearly conveys my consulting services? I've got to have that first, right? Right. Turns out people who know you already will hire you without those things. And that's where the first consulting deals need to come from, right? Because all of those things, how do you know what to put on a website at this point? You don't even know what you're going to sell. So what is this, like a monument to your personal whatever? You already have a resume. Just use that, right? Like it's it's much, much, much faster to build a consulting practice by selling projects to people who know you and people who know those people, right? So your extended warm network, it's much faster to sell to them. And it's much faster to build your business that way because then you know what people do and don't want. You know actually what is and isn't going to work. You know what to put on your services section of your website. You're not just putting like TBD, right? And and the biggest thing when starting a business of any type, whether it's consulting, you know, a local business, whatever, is focusing your time and your energy on the activities that have the biggest result for where you're at in the business. And in the early stage, the only thing you need is to generate sales. That's the only thing you need. So the fastest way to generate sales is where you should focus your time and energy. Uh, We're spending a few minutes here. I think a lot of people are just going on the assumption that their first few deals were going to come from strangers and they have to go on LinkedIn and do all this marketing stuff to attract those strangers. And you're not wrong. Eventually you're going to need to win deals with strangers and go to the cold market. But I think the the point Anna's making here is that it's really hard to sell to the cold market, especially when you have no credibility. Right? right? No case studies, no, no reputation in consulting. And I think you could go, go down the list, go talk to anybody that you know, who's a consultant. Anna, did you know your first client? Yeah. Personally? Yeah. I knew yeah. my first probably three clients personally, and my first probably five to 10 between that first and secondary network. And I think that's an important thing that you mentioned there too, is We're not just talking about who you personally know, but also who you have access to through your network. There's your first degree network. We know you personally. And there's your second degree network. The people that who know who you know, who you also have access to. Right. Because they can vouch for you. And, And I think we all 
underestimate, and especially folks who are considering consulting and they're they're starting at the bottom of the mountain, right? And they're looking up and they're like, oh, it's so hard. We underestimate the value of our network and we underestimate the opinion that others have of us and, and how those people see us, right? When you're an expert at what you do, I mean, people that have worked with you or that know you and know your expertise, they want to work with you. They wish you were a free agent, right? They wish they didn't have to recruit you into their firm and wait for a role to open up and try to convince you to get hired, right? They would rather be like, hey, I'll pay you five grand to help me tomorrow, right? They're, they're excited um, to know that you're available to help with problems that they have. And the same thing applies when those people who, who, who trust you, who know you, who can vouch for you, when they vouch for you to others, they, they have such a positive opinion of you. Um, they're ready. They're ready to say to their friend, hey, you should work with her. She's awesome. And I think we all underestimate that sometimes we get in our heads and we think of all the things that could go wrong or that we might have messed up and misspoke one time. And now that person has that as their impression of us. And that's just not how people generally are operating. They generally have a positive opinion of us. So I guess it's kind of begs the question now, right? Like, okay, I, I get that. I get that I don't need to go build a new website or polish up my LinkedIn profile and message strangers and create a bunch of content. But how do I figure out what to sell and who to sell it to? For sure. It's a great question. It's a, it's a lifetime practice. I'll tell you that, right? Because markets are going to continue to evolve. Companies evolve. You evolve as a practitioner. Um, but what what we have developed and what we've seen over the years is that there is kind of a proven process to understanding who you're going to serve and putting like listening to what they need and crafting a solution to their problems, positioning that to them and generating, you know, income in that way. And it's really all about that. It's really, you know, what stops people from succeeding in terms of figuring out who to sell to or what to sell is they don't get specific. They try to be something for everyone. They try to go, well, I, you know, I'm a DE&I coach and I could coach anyone about DE&I. Well, that's awesome, but it's not really marketable. You don't attract clients by saying that. So what, you know, I'm, I'm saying a few different things that we do, but, but it's really about getting focused around a particular market, a particular type of problem, and then understanding that audience a little bit more and developing a solution that you can sell to them. Yeah. And I think that there's a couple of really important, important points there to highlight. You know, number one is, yeah, if you're thinking, well, who's going to hire me because I don't know, you know, what to offer or, or who to sell to. Well, yeah, in that stage, no one's going to hire you, right? Like if you, if you want to remain a generalist with like a very general vague proposition, yeah, nobody buys general vague propositions. They buy very specific solutions to the very specific business problems that they're facing. So you've got to make some choices around, okay, I'm going to go here, this market, this problem, this problem set, this type of buyer, this persona, this is who I want to serve. And obviously these are all decisions that we help facilitate inside consulting launchpad. And then you got to go out and talk to them, right? Like get out of the building, so to speak, go and have those conversations to validate whether or not the problems that you believe exist in those markets actually exist. And if so, then be able to convert those problems into opportunities for yourself and for, and, and for the client. And again, we coach in all of the above, but I think the point is like, you can't just go out and hang out your shingle. And we see this all the time. Well, I'm a consultant now. How come no one's buying? 
Well, because right. you, you, you got to meet the market where they're at. Remember, your client's not necessarily looking for a consultant. Right. Right. I remind people all the time. For, yeah. I still wake up in the morning and go, oh, I need to hire a consultant today. No. They wake <laughs> up and go, I've got this list. problem that's driving me nuts. Why can't we solve it? <laughs> right. And if you happen to show up at the right time in the right place, claiming to solve said problem with authority and credibility, you might become their consultant. Right. But not by yeah. simply calling yourself a consultant. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think that's a big mindset shift from being an employee and kind of the corporate getting a job mentality to consulting in getting a job you're really focused on and this is why this is why people struggle with this right when they switch into consulting you're focused on saying this is me this is me here learn about me and you you already know you need me because you have a job description and i think you should know that i'm the best one for this description of what you need so in that case the company has already uh identified the solution on your behalf and you're the solution. So you're applying, can I be the solution? Whereas in consulting, it's all about problems. It's all about how do I talk to a person in a way that I understand their problem and I show them that I and my my thinking, my expertise is going to give them a solution, but it's to a problem. So it's problem framing is how consultants need to you know approach the market. And it's it's the wild, wild west out there. I'll tell you this. Some folks don't appreciate this because they're not business owners yet. I'm a business owner. If somebody comes to me with some credibility, some authority, some reason for me to believe that they know what they're doing, and they can have an intelligent conversation with me about my top priority business problems, I am having that conversation. It's not, it's not a big ask because I'm trying to solve my own problems here, right? And if you come to the table with something smart to say about it, an interesting line of questioning, some reasons for me to believe that you know what you're doing, you've been down this road before, I'm very interested in talking to you. Right. Not reading yeah. the profile necessarily, but talking <laughs> right. to you. Well, and think about it. Think about all of the time and energy that companies invest into acquiring talent, right? They're putting tens and hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars in staff and recruiters and all this to bring in talent into their organization, right? People where they've said, I, I need a solution. This is what it looks like. Bring them in. Why wouldn't they be just as committed for critical business problems that they have? Like Ahmed's saying, why wouldn't they be just as committed in, in bringing in a, a consultant? They want to get on the phone. They want to you know, have you meet their team. They want to hear your thoughts on the problem because they're going to have to solve it in order to achieve what they want to achieve or to continue or, you know, to grow. So it's, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of demand for problem solvers out there. Anything else you want to mention here on it before I wrap this up? Not off the top of my head. So look, if you're listening, uh, well, that means you're coming up on a call with our team soon. And hopefully this has given you some food for thought at the end of the day. Our offer to you via the consulting launchpad is that proven path to starting your own consulting business. And so if you're itching to find out, can I make this work? Can I make it happen? Can I build a consulting business? Can I win some deals? Whether you plan on going full-time with that in the immediate in the immediate and making six figures in the next year or just slow burning it part-time for now, either way, if you want to find out what your fastest path is to monetizing your expertise as a consultant, the Consulting Launchpad is the place to do that. It's headed up by Anna as its head coach, who's the perfect person, by the way, to, to coach this program 
not only because she is you know bona fide market research expert and building a new consulting offer is fundamentally a market research exercise. It's about identifying customer needs and pain points and challenges and pairing them with the right solutions, which is her expertise. Also, she's built her own successful consulting business and has been in your shoes and therefore is the perfect person to steer the ship on this exercise for you. Uh, have a good chat with our team, get your questions answered, and we'll see you inside Launchpad. Thank you.